Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Do You Ever Wonder? I am your host, Mike Haltman. I'm the CEO of Hallmark Abstract Service. And tonight we have a very special guest. He has interviewed Barack Obama. He has interviewed all five of the Shark Tank Sharks. He has written a best-selling book on branding. He has also started four companies and sold two of them. And he'll also correct me if I missed anything or if uh, or if I didn't if I didn't emphasize something well enough. But I would like uh, to introduce very proud to have him with us, Ramon Ray. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You got it all right. Glad and, to be here and uh, add value and serve uh, your audience. So thank you so much for having me here. That's fantastic. So I'm a small businessman. Uh, you know, I own a title company. It's a um, what some people might consider to be a commodity business in a uh, in a very niche area. But by the same token, there's the opportunity that I feel to be able to differentiate myself, to be able to brand myself um, and to bring some level of difference to my client base that uh, brings them value. And, you know, in your opinion, I would assume that that branding has a place in in pretty much every business. Would would you agree yes, with? Yes, I would agree absolutely uh -huh, for sure. Okay, so now my my career path started back in two thousand. Well, it started a long much longer ago than that. But in two thousand eight, I started my company with my wife. It was at the bottom of the financial crisis. Uh, you know, title insurance was a uh, was a difficult niche to say the least, but you know, as an entrepreneur, which I, I am, what, what do you see that gets in the way of an entrepreneur, whether it's in a commodity business, whether it's someone who already has a business, whether it's someone who's looking to start a business, what are the impediments to getting started? What are some of the impediments to success that in your experience you've seen people have? Sure. Thank you, Michael. It's a very broad question. So let me take one slice of it because I could go, what's an impediment to starting the business? What's the impediment to growing the business? But I'll take a slice that you touched well, on. That in actuality, not to interrupt, but you know, I would love, I've heard you speak before. I uh, just, uh, I, I met Ray uh, Ramon uh, originally at Adrian's Network, which is a phenomenal networking group for anyone who who's looking for business development, but he's a, he's a great speaker. So Whatever you would like to embellish on that point would be fantastic. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll address it to the slice about uh, branding a commodity business. That's what I'll do. If you want more, you can feel free. Prompt me and I'll, I'll try to remember it. I, I think that if it's a commodity business, and I'm going to take the worst case example, let's assume there's nothing, um, how you're saying it and just listening to the tone of your voice, that there's nothing special about it. It's boring that uh, either everybody knows about it or nobody knows about it. One of the two, you'll have to tell me more. I would say it falls back to that owner. I think if it's a commodity business and I'm selling duct tape in a store, that, that, that's nothing. That's just it's nothing special about it. We all sell the same duct tape. In that case, then for me, it'd be the dude or the gal selling the duct tape. Why should I buy from them? I would think if the duct tape's all the same price, all the same differentiation, there's nothing remarkable about his duct tape or her duct tape. I would think it boils down to the person. There was a video I was watching of a young man selling um, 
uh, cleaning, some kind of cleaning liquid. You may have seen the video. Um, it's cleaning liquid. It's a YouTube video has millions of views and he pours it on the floor and gets gum up and gets the gunk up off your, makes your door shiny and white. If, if it's a white door, things like that. But he was just hysterical, very comedic. So again, imagine we're in a business where we're all selling the same thing, all selling the same boring bottle of water, you know, as it were, I, I would think, but I'd love your input. I could be wrong that it boils down to that person. And I would think, that what's the charisma, the excitement, the sizzle, or not, of them? I think that's what it boils down to when trying to brand a commodity, as it were, business. But it, again, my opinion, I would think sometimes some things we say are commodity may not be commodity. Well, I appreciate your your input, and I, I don't disagree. I mean, I know the uh, sales funnel, you know, the no like trust, and people like to do business with people who they like. They like to do business with people who they can trust. And, you know, I always say, so title insurance, I didn't mean to, to imply that it is a, a, so one of the ways that I sell my business is that it's not a commodity, that there are differences. Okay. And I, I work hard to articulate those businesses. And, you know, I work hard to articulate to both attorneys, but also to the home buyer who has that option to, to choose their title company. So I agree that there are, you have to try and create a sizzle. In some businesses, there is a sizzle if you're selling, uh, you know, luxury uh, racing boats. But I, I think uh, no, I agree a hundred percent. But also to the to the um, success versus not success, are there emotional barriers within people that can prevent them from from being successful? Sure. I mean, I think that there's there could be many emotional barriers. I have emotional barriers with myself, lack of lack of self-worth that I suffer with sometimes or at times uh, being very down or depressed about things. So I think we all have some emotional barriers, as it were. And I think that when it comes into branding in particular, but we can expand this to other topics that are important to business. I think that one one barrier to that could be to to understand that what I'm doing is important. Uh, so again, going to the silly example, I'm tired of holding this up, but if I'm selling water bottles like this and I think it's ho-hum, I think, well, nobody probably wants it or needs it. It, it will, it will, it will be affected by me. But if I'm like, yo, Michael, this is your water bottle. You got to get it. You know, if I, if I have that excitement, you're going to be excited. If you're excited, you're going to tell your grandmother, your great grandmother and your aunt and your cousin and your dog too. So I think that barrier can happen with it if we don't feel that confidence, which I know for myself as a speaker, um, raising my rates as a speaker, it took me a while to be in the right position to do that because not that I didn't think I was good. It's just for whatever reason, just to just to say a fee or to say a number was hard until I was able to say, you know what? No, I'm I'm Ramon and not in an arrogant way, but in a way of this is what I deserve and I can say it with my mouth. So I think I had to break my own mental barrier with some help and God's grace to get that done. That's great. So I, I forget the name of the movie, but uh, we're not worthy. Mm. And it's a uh, it's a mental struggle for a lot of people to overcome the feeling of not being worthy. But when you're, you know, me, there are times, let's take COVID. Some people were forced into position to where they needed to reinvent or still do need to reinvent. They're coming off of a, you know, a negative environment where they either lost their job or because of COVID and the business shutdown, they lost their business. So you're coming from, I, I'm always curious because, you know, I fight some of the same demons that I'm sure you do. And it's like, how do you, 
How do you as an individual overcome those feelings of self-doubt, those feelings, like, what do you do? Is there an exercise you can do? You know, is it like go to the gym and uh, lift a few uh, weights and get your body in shape? You know, what is it that you can do practically to take an individual who has a great idea or a great concept or a great business uh, pr proposition and get them over the hump to where they can actually grab themselves by the seat of the pants and, and execute? No, I think it's a powerful question. I think that there's a few ways to answer it. I think, um, and I, I don't know if every solution will be practical, unfortunately. It could be, you know, a bit like we've talked about further, a bit of mindset. But I know a few things that may come to mind, how to get our mindset shifted. I think one, for me, my, my faith is very important. So I'm, I'm pretty strong in, in my faith. And that may not be for everybody, but I know that's a big component. When I feel down, when I feel unworthy, my faith comes into play and is very important. I think it's one. I think, too, um, going with the aspect of contentment. It sounds like reverse, like Ramon. How does being content make you bounce up or feel uh, feel worthy, as it were? I think that when you're content, you're happy with what you have, which leads into being grateful. And if you're grateful, this doesn't mean that you uh, don't want to progress and go forward. But I think it also means you don't wallow in staying in the present. So I think that's two. I think three, stay, surrounding yourself with people who are A players or ballers. It's hard to stay down. It's hard to think you're not worthy if you're around people that are, you know, slipping and falling and failing. And they're like, that's okay. Let's get back up and do it again. You can't help but that, 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 that's a success they have. That, um, charisma they have, that can do attitude they have. I think it's infectious. So I think that's point three. Uh, and I think four, and actually this is probably the repeating what I just said though, is surrounding yourself with good people. I think that's probably what it is and, and recognizing it. And I must say, Michael, as you know, uh, I would assume we're all different. The struggle you have, the path you have, the journey you have is different than my path, my journey. The journey I have, the things I've gone through in life are going to be different than things you've gone through in life. Different paths. But I think what brings us all together is the, the, the human brain's ability of elasticity, uh, ability to, to progress and grow uh, if allowed. So I hope that's helpful. I'm not a doctor, but those are some things from my journey that at least I've done that have helped me. Well, I got to tell you, you have had a successful journey. So any sharing that you do of your journey is, is beneficial both to me and to anybody who's listening to this. So just looking at your, your journey as an entrepreneur, how did you develop ideas? How did you execute on those ideas? Was it innate? I mean, I think, I think it was something that you felt from early on in your life. But how did you, because obviously to create businesses, to sell businesses, you need to, you know, you need to have a path and you've obviously had a strong path. How did that, how did that come about? Was it from the factors you just mentioned? I think so. And I think that part of it is, I think, how we're made, our DNA. Does this mean that someone who doesn't have whatever that is will fail? No, that means they just have a different muscle. So, you know, for example, uh, I'm working on a, on, a, on a project right now that's a very, very large, it's a multi-million dollar project. I'm not a multi-millionaire and et cetera, not my world. Um, blessed and doing very well, but, you know, I'm not a billionaire, millionaire, whatever you want to call it, um, or multi-millionaire at least. Um, so my point is, is that um, I'm working on a very big deal. So how is this going to come about? Either A, Michael, it's not going to happen. That's just a binary. It's not going to happen. And that's fine. But what am I doing to help it happen? A, 
I'm pretty good at selling my ideas. Two, there's people who know, like, and trust Ramon who believe in the smaller things I've done in the past. Three, I'd like to think what I'm good at a little bit is bringing together the right people. So you're in the real estate business, Michael. You know all about it. I know nothing about it. But I'm pretty confident that if I wanted to go in the real estate business, I'd be successful as well, not knowing what you know today. But meaning, I would just hire you. <laughs> you know, right. I could bring together the right people who knew it. So that's a third skill that I have. I may not know how to make pens, but you know what? Due to the power of LinkedIn and, 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 and the internet, no one has an excuse to say they can't figure out how to find black pen tops. That information is there for anybody to find out. So that, if that's helpful, I think that's been part of my journey to be able to find the right people, bring them together. And I must say also my tolerance for risk. Some people are risk averse. The, 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 the fear grabs them. Now, you shouldn't do anything to hurt your family, to hurt your health, shouldn't do anything to go in massive debt. But I think that that ability to, to welcome risk, the ability to take fear and enjoy it, like jumping out of an airplane, that pit you feel in your stomach. Some people, it prevents you from going out of the airplane. Other people, it's like, okay, I feel scared. Whoa, let's go. So that's a little bit how I take life and I think which has helped uh, on, on the things I've done. Um, even though I have a long way to go and I'm, I'm blessed to learn from so many people, um, learning from you and things you share in our mutual connections. I think that though those are some things that have helped me uh, to, to, um, to go on and go forward. So there's got to be some, uh, there's got to be some balance between somebody who wants to jump out of a plane, which is actually one of the things on my bucket list, but, and somebody who's completely risk averse and only wants to do a nine to five job. So this, you can't be all in on every aspect of things that you do. You have, or do you have to be? Well, I, I taking it to the business where I guess as humans, we don't have to be everything, but let's take basketball as an example. I bet at least 30% of the people listening to this uh, right now, live or afterwards, have seen the Michael Jordan uh, Netflix movie, Last Dance. Those of you who haven't, look on Netflix, look at Last Dance, Michael Jordan, um, basketball player, those who don't know. Um, and the bottom line is what he talked about is that those who have excelled and those who've risen to the top, they did leave it all on the court. Not only did they have the aptitude for the game, but they also had the heart. They had the drive to press on. So, Michael, I do think, yes, there are some gray areas, some middle of the roads. But I think for many things in life, if you're not a person that's driven, there's no problem in saying, you know what? I don't want to own my own business. Let me work for Michael or work for Ramon. He has the system already built. He's going to pay me. Nine to five, and I'm going to do what he asked me to do. That's nothing, nothing, no problem with that. Absolutely, no, not. no dishonor at all. You're not a failure at all. It's just the path I've chose, and maybe Michael has chose the path that we business owner have chosen. It's a hard path. The road is not built for us, but we thrive on building our road. So, so yes, I think there are middle of the roads. But taking the example of the plane jump, if you are going to jump out of the plane. You can't jump out halfway. In that case, be, be the pilot or be the guy or gal who makes the concrete on the landing, in our silly example here, the landing strip so the plane can land. Be in the air traffic control tower. This doesn't mean there's not a place for you in life. This just means you can't jump out of the plane. That's so your not point, your, your call. So the point is that a team is comprised of many, many people, a leader, 
And then you have your, your rank and file who follow that leader, assuming the leader is charismatic and focused and driven enough to, to create that bond with their underlings. But you, you've mentioned two words that I think are key. One is heart. You know, I used to coach all my kids in, uh, in sports. And, you know, I, the old saying is you can't coach heart. And, you know, it becomes very obvious early on who has it and who doesn't have it. Right. And that, again, people can be role players, but heart is definitely something you you tend to either be born with or it's just an innate kind of personality trait that you have. But the other is um, you mentioned the word being grateful mm. or gratitude. And during this COVID crisis, I, I think gratitude has become so much more of a, of a critical piece to, to how people live their lives. And if you're going to, if you're going to build a business, if you're going to start a business, you know, A, you have to be grateful for what you have. And then B, you have to have the heart to make whatever it is you want to happen, actually happen. And those are combinations that, uh, you know, I, I see every day people who should be grateful who might not necessarily be grateful. And it's, it's a shame because, you know, I always told my kids growing up, look down, don't look up. Mm. You know, it's human nature to want what you don't have. But yet we're all, or not all, many of us are very lucky and we need to try and be grateful for what we have and help those who, who are not as, as lucky as we are. That's right. And, you know, I, I just segued a little bit away from uh, branding and, uh, and entrepreneurship, but so be it. Oh, good. <laughs> I can take the conversation wherever you want to go, as long as it's not too deep about finances. That's where I'll start to falter a bit. No, 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 no. So uh, branding. Now, I have a, again, it's, I don't view it as a commodity business, but branding is critical no matter what business you're in. I mean, in your opinion, differentiation or the attempt to differentiate are there a lot more important things in business other than being likable, other than knowing your product, other than not sitting behind your desk and being out there? I think being out there is another critical aspect of business. But, you know, creating a brand around your business, do you view that as a critical piece? Obviously, I think you do. Piece of the puzzle of the business, the business development building puzzle. And I think how so. And what do you view as as branding? I know you yeah. write articles, you know you do shows like this. What other what other types of branding do you do? Yeah, well, uh, remind me to answer that one. There's a few questions there, <laughs> but I yeah. think that uh, branding. I think there's the aspect of uh, the personal brand, and then there's the aspect of the uh, business brand. So the business brand, I think, in large part is, and all of it is, what do people think about you, you know, in general, you know, Folgers, the, uh, the best part of waking up is Folgers. We can probably smell coffee as we think of Folgers, an older brand, iconic brand. But if you get the point, when you think of Clorox, we admittedly, our noses tingle a bit. Tesla, cool, modern, right? We think of these things, FedEx, fast. So I think that for businesses, we can have the same... Uh, earn the same type of brand imagery in people's mind when they think of our business. Where I demarcate the, the physical corporate brand, like a Starbucks, great company, and other company like it, and, and they're smaller companies too, of course, but we don't talk about them because you know they're in smaller markets. Your company could be, uh, or Smart Hustle. But the point being is that um, there's the corporate brand, which is important. 
But yes, as you said, Michael, what I focus on is what does the personal brand, brand mean? And I call this the celebrity CEO concept. And my book is written by that. You can just go to Smart Hustle, look up articles and all kinds of things. Point being is that I think that the celebrity CEO concept is two things are important. One, it's the aspect building a community of fans who you inspire, who you educate, who want to receive what you're delivering out. Whatever that may be, it could be podcast, could be book, could be event, could be social media, number of things that you're imparting to this community. They can latch onto and remember you and you're educating them to a sale. The second part of that is, that I talk about often is asking for a smile before you ask for a sale. Sales is important. Direct sales. Hey, Michael, this is Ramon Ray. You came to our webinar. Could you buy from us? Learning how to sell is important. Our mutual friend, Adrian Miller knows all about that. And I would say though, but it's still important, I think. Not to just be focused on sale, but to focus on have I made a connection with this someone in some way? Have I earned the right to get their attention, to educate them? Because if I've done those two things right, and it's the right target audience, and they know, like, and trust me, they will buy from me most of the time. So when I think of branding, Michael, that's the kind of thing I think about. Do people know who I am? And am I a celebrity CEO, meaning well-known in my market? That's the key thing. Not well known to the world. I, there's only one Kim Kardashian, only Le, one LeBron James, only one Donald Trump, only one Barack Obama. But we all can be well known in our market. So now how do you become well known in a market niche that's very crowded? That's not a well known market niche. You know, how do you what what do you see people doing to get their foot out front, to get their face out front, to to get in front of their competition as sure. a, as a personal brand as a business brand you know it's very crowded out there how do you how do you part the crowd and and poke your head out front sure well for the business brand of course there's many different ways to do it massive amount of advertising massive amount and this is free of training your your team to deliver great value to customers focusing on the customer experience there's many things the business can do that's for sure and semi-related to that, I'm a firm believer that for the personal brand side, and I'm talking to, again, business owners who are very small companies like myself, what we can do is similar to what I said. I think the person who does an inordinate amount of content to educate the customers, one of my buddies has a book out called They Ask You Answer. Part of that, answering questions your customers have. So my point being is that the person who can be out there at events, networking, webinars, uh, online events, um, uh, producing their own events, social media content, all that wraps a 360 around the customer's mind. And they think, oh, um, uh, title issues. Mike, what's that guy's name? Michael, that's right, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how that's done. I've done it in my own business. When large brands are thinking of an influencer who can reach small businesses, my name is one of the first they think to in my space. I'm nobody special. I'm not, you know, well famous and all this, but in my narrow field, if you're a technology brand, you most likely have heard of Ramon Ray. If you haven't, you probably should be fired. <laughs> That's how well known I am in my small niche. I'm not saying I'm famous overall, but right. in my niche of large tech brands, marketing to small businesses, that's the the celebrity CEO status or the niche that I've carved. Which is phenomenal and phenomenally powerful, which is, uh, you should be very proud to, to have achieved that. No question about it. So tell me, tell me a little bit about Smart Hustle. Sure. Um, we inspire 
and educate small business owners to start and grow their businesses. That's what we do. So they can support them, their families, and or they can provide for their families, rather, and support their communities. So it is an ecosystem of content on A to Z of small business success. Uh, we have a community. You can go to smartest.com, look at community. And uh, many people ask me questions, ask the community questions. Uh, and then we provide value to our community. But overall, how to start and grow your business. That's what we do at smarthustle.com. So for anyone who's listening, who's interested in growing their business, who's interested in learning more, asking questions, getting viable answers, smarthustle.com would be a, a great starting point for them. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. And the your your book on branding would also be of great benefit to people who are trying to take their small business to the next level, I would assume. Absolutely. They can all find that right at smarthustle.com. Indeed. That's that's terrific. So last question in terms of leveraging. So your business is your business. My business is my business. What um, is social media? So I post on social media. Now, I don't necessarily post about title insurance because I don't necessarily think that people are that interested in, in title insurance. But what I've garnered from our, our discussion tonight is that that may be a mistake, that I should be focused more on educating title insurance, speaking about title insurance, because that's how you create the persona of title insurance expert. You're not looking to I shouldn't be looking necessarily to be accumulating a an ecosystem of people who who may not be in my niche uh, or may never be. And now and, and now one thing I'll add to that, as we mentioned, is that you have a few people who may be referral partners to you. Those people, what do they need? You may want to expand one level up and be in front of them, possibly. But yes, in general, you know, if you're selling a. Our silly example, selling pens, you right. want to be the, the pen guy or uh, teachers who may be telling students to get pens. Teachers should know you. That silly example, but you get what I think what I mean. No, no, that, that's interesting. So it's not a matter of being the biggest on social media. It's, it's more a matter of being the most targeted, which is something that uh, I'm taking away from our little discussion tonight, which is great. You know, one of the purposes of this is to try and bring value to people, to try and give them a, at least one nugget from these discussions that they can take away and use in their day-to-day -day life, whether it's you know personal, personal improvement, self-help, or business help. And you know that, from you, is uh, for me and hopefully for other people who are listening to this, is, is a, huge, a huge takeaway. And I, and I thank you for that. It's my pleasure to be here, and thank you for serving us. Absolutely. Uh, by having myself, and I appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. I and just it. one quick thing for anyone who's interested, I have RamonRay.com scrolling on the bottom. Sure. It is a better resource, SmartHustle.com. Either one, where they go. Thank you for RamonRay.com is just fine. Thank you. Okay, that's fantastic. And Ramon, thank you very much for being here. It's been great. It's been very educational and, and fantastic. And I wish you nothing but Godspeed in the future. It's, it's received. We all need a lot more of that. Thank you, uh, Mike. Absolutely. You take good care.